Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. Don't hate. Um, just call us, actually. 651-641-1071. Good afternoon. Oh, my God. The day is just flying by, Holly Roberts. Third hour of the bestest show on the radio. Right now, Colleen and Bradley, if I do say so myself. It's 204, Wednesday, March 2nd. I'm Bradley Chainer. What's for dinner tonight? Look, we are hungry and lazy. I feel like, like dinner, dinner tonight. tonight like dinner tonight. So tell us because we need ideas. Holly and I are both fresh out of ideas and we got to quit bitching in the kitchen with your help. Give us some ideas. 651-641-1071. I've got like some leftover chicken breast, some leftover polenta. I don't know what to do. I'm lazy. What can uh, we make? Holly, um, anything going on in your kitchen tonight? No, I'm eating leftovers that are currently thawing out on my kitchen counter, which oh. is actually a good recipe. Oh, what it, was the original? It's from Bon Appetit. Oh, I do like the Bon Appetit. Yeah, but they're behind a paywall now, so what? that's super annoying. Oh, because usually my go-to would be to just Google like blah, 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 Bon Appetit, because I, I trust their recipes, but now I guess Mm-mm. I'm not going to be doing that. Yeah. Okay. Well... What was the recipe, though? Well, the recipe, before being locked away behind a paywall at Bon Appetit, was for a hammy chickpea stew. So it's dried chickpeas, ham hock, and kale, all mixed together, slowly simmered on the stovetop for hours in a Dutch oven. It's great, and I'm hoping that it uh, reheats well. Oh, I bet that would. Put that over some rice or something, or some cornbread, or maybe some polenta. Yeah. 651-641-1071. 651-641-1071. What's for dinner tonight? I will say that typically Wednesdays are where I get like thrown for a loop because, you know, Monday, I we're, we're usually pretty predictable like Monday and Tuesday because there's some leftovers from Sunday night dinner, whatever that was. And then whatever else, you know, I got at the grocery store, maybe like, you know, pork chops or a piece of meat or something, mm-hmm. chicken breast, whatever, with a salad, you can kind of like make things happen. But then usually by Wednesday, I'm like, Oh, we need something else to throw in the mix here. And I'm kind of bored with everything else we've been eating. So 651-641-1071, what are you guys eating tonight? I know tomorrow, see, in our home anyway, thanks for asking, you didn't ask. Um, Thursdays are sausage bowl night where we just do rice, greens, and some kind of fun sausage on top. Kind of like a, you know, I don't know, easy jambalaya or just... You know, yeah, mid- midweeks get hard, especially if your food buying cycle lands on a weekend, mm-hmm. because by that time, perhaps some of your produce is getting a little mm-hmm. melty, mm-hmm. get a little stinky. Yeah. And then it's like, oh, you open that bag of spinach and you're like, mm. yeah, 
Um, Jennifer's on the line though, and she is gonna save the day. Yay! Jennifer, what you cooking? What's for well, dinner? I'm just cooking an easy, like kind of pasta, ground chicken, carrots, onion sauce. But I called because I heard about what you have, and I have a suggestion for you oh, if you would like. Okay, tell us what what, what do you uh, what suggestion you got for us? So it's an old cooking light recipe, but it calls for the chicken, and you it has tarragon and onion and. Um, uh, balsamic vinegar maybe and a tomato sauce over polenta and you put red pepper flakes and like parmesan cheese into it it's so simple and it's so so good oh my god this sounds amazing so it's cooking light and cooking it's light do you, you know put the in name like of the recipe chicken tarragon red sauce like it should come up and but it is so it's like french chicken tarragon or something like that it's oh my so, god, that so good amazing and yeah i have all of that stuff it looks like they have a number of recipes over polenta, chicken with prosciutto and tomatoes over polenta, chicken nope. and poblano stew with polenta. If you put if you put pepper spiked polenta with chicken, it should come up because they were like two back when they would do like the separate polenta recipe and then the and then the chicken tar- French chicken tarragon. I believe it like I feel like French was mentioned in it. Okay, I'm doing that uh, in the break. Thank you so much, Jennifer, for the idea. Marilyn is on the line. She's going to tell us what's uh, cooking tonight. Marilyn, what's for dinner? Oh, hello. hello. What's for dinner? It's going to be fish for me, and I'm actually eating out, but I can totally tell you what to do with that leftover boring chicken breast, Bradley. Okay, tell me, tell me, tell me. Okay, so I have four kids, and my husband and I would often have to, like, we have a leftover chicken breast, and we're like, what the heck are we going to do with this one dumb chicken breast to feed our family? Yeah. So we would make some really good basmati rice, and then I, this is the trick, to stir-fry the rice in a little bit of hot avocado oil, um, put a little onion in there, and then you throw your leftover chicken breast in there. Any veg you need to get rid of in the refrigerator, yeah. have a little hand broccoli or something, toss it in there, stir-fry it up, Maybe put an egg in for some extra protein. You're all set. Oh, my God. I love it. It's like sort of quick fried rice. It is. And it's almost like, and you can do like unstuffed egg roll in a bowl. Add some cabbage if you have that on hand. I have all of these things. I know, right? It's so good. Marilyn, thank you so much. I literally have rice. I've got cabbage. And I always cook a big pot of rice at the beginning of the week so that it's just sitting in the fridge in case I want to do something like that. Really quick to double back to the chicken polenta yes french chicken and vinegar sauce with pepper spiked polenta that's the recipe if you want to google it well, that sounds amazing all right um holly anything stick out to you or should we go right to naomi let's go to naomi all right naomi we're talking about what's uh, on the table tonight what you cooking what's for dinner hi hi yeah i got yet another idea for your chicken and polenta oh my god you guys are Yay! amazing okay tell me what i'm gonna do well I often uh, find chili recipes that are thickened with um, cornmeal, which is the same thing as polenta. So yeah. I would throw it all in a pot and make uh, chili out of it with the chicken chili with the chicken breast. And then you throw in a can Yum. of tomatoes and your chili spices and beans. Yeah. And uh, uh, sometimes I put a little beer in the chili, too, to kind of loosen it up a little bit. Yeah, to give it and some extra flavor, too. Yeah, and you could get rid of a lot of leftovers that way. I love it. Naomi, that is a great idea. Thank you so much for sharing. And I love that everybody came out to help me with my chicken and polenta leftovers. Oh, well, these are great ideas they because, are. Bradley, before the show, 
you came to me and you said that you were using polenta mm-hmm. and that I should use polenta. And quite oh. frankly, it's just not something that I okay. have had on my radar. Okay, so I don't have, I, I just like, I YouTube recipes. Like when I'm trying to figure out how to cook something and I'm like, I want to make polenta. How do I do that? I will YouTube it, right? And I, so I don't have a specific recipe to point you to. But what I will say is don't over complicate it a lot of people will tell you like you can't step away from your pot you have to stir your polenta constantly and consequently you're like i'm not doing that i have no time to sit over a pot for 30 minutes and let it cook yeah you can make polenta super easily and then you just throw in some parmesan cheese some butter it'll set up real nice and for leftovers you can slice it and fry it in a pan or you can just reheat it and put something on top of it it is Melt in your mouth. Mm-mm, good. So thank you, listeners, for sharing your polenta leftovers recipe. This French chicken and vinegar sauce with pepper spike polenta. That's a lot of words. <laughs> Sounds amazing. I'm going to check that out. But Yay. thank you to everyone who called. Inspired. And, and if you've got any other ideas, email, Twitter. We love to find out what you're cooking. When we come back here on the Colleen and Bradley Show, Lindsay Lohan is on a comeback trail. Holly's got all the latest right here on My Talk 1071. Holly Roberts. It's been a while since we've heard from Lindsay Lohan. Or is it Lowen? Lowen. That's what she said, right? Yep. Six, five, no. What? I mean, Lindsay, call us us. because your mom, Dina, has dropped off our radar. No, We were besties on Facebook with Dina Lohan. We were going to go to her wedding. I will say she does respond to messages on Facebook. So um, I think it's still there. I just, I feel like we need to be judicious in our, in our... Um, Dina Lohan coverage. Sure. Lowen. 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 Speaking of Lindsay Lowen, she's on the comeback trail, allegedly, supposedly. And Holly, why do we think that? I kind of know why. There was like a Netflix deal that Woo-hoo! she had, right? Comeback trail. That was. Yeah. yeah. Giddy up. Giddy up. Lindsay Lohan. <laughs> comeback trail. All right. Is expanding her relationship with Netflix. Now, we already knew that Lindsay Lohan was filming a movie called Falling for Christmas, which is a holiday romantic comedy that's set to debut on Netflix later this year because this is kind of the career trajectory of um, people who were in their early 20s, in the mid-2000s. Now they're starring in, you know, romantic comedies of the Hallmark variety. Lindsay Lohan went and uh, got herself one of those deals. And now... She's signed on to do two more original films for Netflix. Okay, what are these films going to be? God, Netflix has money. Netflix has money. Don't know where Where's that money my comes Netflix from. Netflix special. Where's your Netflix special? Bradley, I feel like we wouldn't do specials out for the record we would do documentaries yes. or short short uh you know, one-off series. That would be fantastic. I'm sure if we flew out to Netflix and pitched them our ideas, we would get signed up. Now, we don't know any details about Lindsay Lohan's deal with Netflix. Uh, Now, her series Sick Note, which is a British series, Lindsay Lohan featured in that, was also released on Netflix. And apparently, Deadline.com wants you to know that her film Scary Movie 5 in which she co-starred, is also currently on Netflix. Mm-hmm. 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 So what I'm telling you, Bradley, is that these projects are not going to be of the highbrow variety. Which is not surprising, because if this is a comeback, it's not going to happen all at once. And I feel like we've been on this path before. Yes. So it'll be interesting to see if anything 
germinates from this uh, pile of fertilizer uh, that has been plopped on top of her career, right? Like, yeah, you know, I just think of the the Elizabeth Taylor lifetime. <gasps> I, I forgot about that. Oh my god, get oh. the eye rolls out for that one. Oh, Woof. Jeez. Oh. Oh, Hi, I'm the ghost of Elizabeth Taylor, and I am not amused. White diamonds. Um, that was her fragrance. Um, so we've been here before, remember? And there was also that creepy, weird, sexy, sexy experience which one the canyons yeah the canyons the paul schrader movie those were a long time ago i know but that's what i'm saying is like we've been in this territory before where she was mounting a comeback and then it kind of fizzled and went nowhere yeah the canyons that movie that was starring uh the porn star james dean that would be d-e-e-n not the ghost of james dean d-e-a-n i just think it's criminal that he was allowed to have that porn name but whatever yeah uh that movie was in 2013 and Lindsay starring in that movie by all means it was a low budget movie but made by paul schrader who is a very noted and celebrated writer director of major motion pictures that didn't really go anywhere but but perhaps uh lindsey's a little more secure in her personal life she's engaged to a financier. Yeah. She's sure. doing Planet Fitness commercials for the Super Bowl. I will say this is a sustained comeback, a coordinated effort in a yeah. way that we've not seen before. Although she has, remember my, what was it? Myattorneys.com or attorneys.com or oh, something like yeah. that. So she's done these things before. Remember she had the Greek nightclub experience. The Lohan Beach Club. And it had a series. Yes. So I don't know. I'm just saying uh, I want to see what happens on the other side of this stuff. There's something about this new deal, Bradley, though, uh, you know, considering the art movies, the reality TV shows, the commercials for strange entities, all that aside, there's something there is there is a light air of legitimacy to Mm. this Netflix deal that I feel like Lindsay Lohan can follow through because the stakes are relatively low on this. And I also think the expectations for a Lindsay Lohan comeback are also very low for the exact reasons that you cited. We've been burned so many times before. That people are expecting very little, so they might be pleasantly surprised yeah. is your contention. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <clears throat> Set the bar so low. Put it underground that anything that you do, you're going you're gonna to exceed the bar. You're going to walk over it. Uh, and, you know, Lindsay, perhaps she is in a place where she can get work. Also, because she's doing these deals with Netflix, one of the problems with Lindsay Lohan, and one of the reasons that we don't see Lindsay Lohan being cast in Hollywood movies, is that, by all means, she's uninsurable. Meaning that the cost of hiring Lindsay Lohan to be in your movie is just too darn high. It's prohibitive. You won't get financing for your movie. So what this says, what this says... All these crazy alien stories can't be true, can they? Hey, it's Stephen Diener, host of the Unidentified Alien Podcast. And whether you're new to the conversation or have been looking into it for years, you need to check out the fastest growing alien show out there, the Unidentified Alien Podcast, or UAP for short. There's a crazy amount of alien encounter stories out there from all over the world. And the beauty of it is that I bring them all to you and let you decide what you believe. Download and subscribe to UAP on any of the major podcasting platforms. And you can also find it on UAPpodcast.com. I'm Bradley Trainer, And I'm Don McClain. We have a podcast called Blinded by the Item. A blind item is gossip about a celebrity with their name left out. It's a guessing game and you can play along. The item might be like, this A-list star carries a Birkin bag worth more than the average person's house 
to the gym to work out. Pretty sure that's J-Lo. And P.S. The person behind all of this is Chris Jenner, LLC. We drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends. Blinded by the Item. Listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel. Tells me is that somebody out there is willing to put money down on Lindsay Lohan. I guess maybe, you know, if you think about where she's been, she's been sort of out of the spotlight or at least not generating negative headlines. She did have the turn on uh, Australian masked singer. Yes. Which, uh, okay, sure, yeah. So she can hold down a job. Kind of, but even remember at the end of that, I feel like there was some drama about her showing up to work. there was, actually. Mm -hmm. And her not showing up. Yeah. Yeah. Which is a problem. Um, I'm curious what the motivation for Lindsay is. I'm wondering if this is a motivation like I I would think the sort of like primary response would be, oh, she wants a career back, right? Like she wants to get back in the good graces of Hollywood. Mm -hmm. Sure. What celebrity who's achieved her level of previous fame and fortune wouldn't want that thing? Or is she just trying to like make money to pay bills? You know, like because... Money always seems to be a motivating factor for her. Like that seemed to be why she moved uh, out of the United States. Like it was less about her career and more about just, you know, finding like because she's had like weird um, like investments and weird like um, not investments. What's the word I'm looking for? Like SponCon stuff, remember like that weird water that they were throwing at refugees? Yes. Like she's just had some like, I don't want to say shady business deals, but like, I'm just curious what her motivations are. Right. You know, I want to get inside. Like, what's your 10-year plan? What's your five-year plan, Lindsay? What's your one-year plan? What's your six-month plan? What are you doing tomorrow? What's your plan for tomorrow, Lindsay Lohan? Those are all valid questions because, yes, Bradley, Lindsay Lohan, I will say has had a lot of sketchy things happening. Do you think she's got a lot of debt or something that she's trying to pay off? You know, Bradley, there are blind items Yeah. about Lindsay Lohan. Mm-hmm. Now, our friend Enti Lawyer would like you to believe over on his website, crazydaysandnights.net, that Lindsay Lohan relocated to a place perhaps where she could, uh, you know, work mm-hmm. and generate wealth in certain well, wasn't ways. Wasn't there rumors of her like stealing high priced stuff? Well, sticky yeah. fingers. Well, yeah. Well, she she got arrested in L.A. about ten years ago because she stole jewelry I from remember, Venice. Yeah, we talked about yeah, it. Yeah, there, there jewelry. was yeah, there was somebody who was at a club, but she was like, no, they were just letting me try it on. There was somebody in the late two thousands who had their fur coat stolen yes. by Lindsay Lohan. Yes. You remember yes. all of these things. Yeah, she needs some money. Okay. Go get that well, Netflix money. So this comeback is not secured, but it certainly seems like we have reason to be hopeful. I think we're going to at least get two Netflix movies. All right. Well, two. And we will definitely give you reviews on those when and if they happen. Holly, thank you for that. When we come back, we've got crazy, stupid idiots, dumb people doing dumb things for you on My Talk 1071. Oh, oh my God. There's so many idiots. Everywhere. Let's settle for the crazy, stupid idiot variety here on the Colleen and Bradley Show on My Talk 1071. That's what we do. We make it fun. We yeah. make idiots fun. Yeah. Good afternoon. We got a little bit of show left. Uh, let's get right to them crazy, stupid idiots. Well, then, I guess one could say that's a crazy, stupid idiot. Yeah. Colleen and Bradley present CSI. 
It stands for crazy, stupid idiots. It sure does. Why? Well, because the world is full of them. Crazy, stupid idiots. They're dumb people. They're doing dumb things. They do it repeatedly over and over again, oftentimes in the state of Florida. And sometimes other places. Where are we going first, Bradley? Frackville. Ooh, Frackville. Frackville, PA. Does RuPaul live there? (laughs) I see what you did there. That's hilarious. (laughs) (laughs) Funny. I need you to, you can Google it. Uh, (laughs) I need you to come with me to West Mahanoy Township, where police say somebody did something that was dumb (laughs) and concerning and really terrifying and bizarre and weird and strange. Okay, let me take you to... Uh, 255 South Line Street, Frackville, PA, where Nicole Chester, 33, was charged by Township Police Chief Marvin Livergood and Patrolman John Kachamarchik III. I love how they're so specific. Like, I don't need all that detail. Anyway, she was charged with one felony count of institutional vandalism and a misdemeanor count of theft, receiving stolen property, intentional desecration of a public monument, and possession of drug paraphernalia. Now, you're saying to me, that's a lot. That's a lot. Well, do you know what any of that means? Like all that stuff Mm, that I read to you. There was a lot there, as previously admitted. Does this involve some kind of graffiti on a piece of public art, um, a statue, no, a monument. No, 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 it all had to do. This is a weird story, you guys. And I'm just going to tell you right now, I'm not trying to be discourteous to those who are no longer with us. Mm-hmm. But I have to tell you this story because it's so weird. Apparently, Kimberly Mentuski reported that an urn containing the ashes of her brother-in-law had been stolen. Mm. This took place shortly after burial at the Oddfellows Cemetery. Huh. Deserving of its name? (sighs) Oddfellows, yes. Well, it was an odd lady in this particular case, because remember I told you Nicole Chester, 33. Well, she was the one who allegedly took the urn. Did Nicole have a relationship with the deceased? She did. Oh. Well, before he was deceased. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. The relationship <laughs> pre-deceased. <laughs> the deceased. Uh-huh. In fact, that was her boyfriend. Uh, yeah. She stole her boyfriend's ashes. She literally dug up the ashes <sighs> of her dearly departed boyfriend. No. See that uh But wait. There's more. Oh, no. Did she spill them in her getaway? (laughs) No, no. Okay. So apparently, um, they, she, I, I think she had a probation officer or something, but anyway, they got this report that these ashes had been stolen and they decided to contact her and see like, do you, does she know anything about this? Mm -hmm. And sure enough, they found that she had a, uh, she had the urn, but that's not all. She also had a glass smoking pipe allegedly mm. found in her home. Oh no! Oh, oh. no! I'm, I'm I'm doing some math. No, Brad. don't I'm worry. It's not. Some, oh, I mean, I don't know, but I can't tell you what you're thinking is true or not. Here's what I do know: that allegedly, according to all sources, they found that glass smoking pipe mm-hmm. along with a bowl 
of a smoking device device with burnt residue and the odor mm. of marijuana. Okay, woo! That, a, oh, I mean, a baggie was found with an off-white crystal substance. Mm. So God only knows what that was. But she basically smoked drugs with the dead ashes uh, or the ashes of her dead boyfriend. It's fine. I just didn't want her I to know. be smoking her dead boyfriend. I know. Because I know, it seemed like all indications were pointing to that that was going to be the case. <sighs> they, Yikes. Yeah. So I can't tell you that, thankfully, because I just I don't know if I could live with myself. But I also wouldn't be surprised based on the number of stories we've told here on the Colleen and Bradley show during uh. Crazy Stupidity. It's where are we going next, please? Florida! Uh, yay! Going on there. We're going to Lake Mary, Florida. Okay. Uh huh. Which is near Daytona Beach. Never been. I've never been either. But uh, there was something that happened uh, about a week ago in Daytona Beach at a Waffle House. Okay. Now, everybody loves a Waffle House. Do you mm-hmm. love a Waffle House, oh Bradley? God. I will say that the only time I ever get to go to Waffle House is when we go to Florida. Because uh, there's one not far from where my mother is, and Jamie and I quite love. I like to get a peanut butter waffle, mm. put some butter syrup and peanut butter on that thing. <clears throat> get a big pecan waffle from the Waffle House. Yum! Oh, delicious. Well, somebody was minding their business, eating at the Waffle House at 329 Sea Breeze Boulevard. Okay. When she was sitting there, a woman minding her own business. When all of a sudden, someone attacked her unprovoked oh my god how terrifying what happened with a like, machete ah, ah no no machete no somebody attacked a woman eating at the waffle house with a machete yes how and why and what and well, where? he and pulled the machete out of his pants oh my god okay also don't put your machete in your pants Mm-mm. this is just last week we did a, a crossbow in your pants we did. Do I remember? And that's fascinating. How did the crossbow fit in the pants? I, know, I don't I know. No clue. How does the machete fit in the pants? I don't know. I don't want to know. But apparently, is this, she okay? What yeah, happened? she's okay. She's okay. Right. Like she did get a little injured, you know, because it was <laughs> like a, she got a little injured because it was a machete. That would be terrifying. Can you imagine? You're just like. Because I will say, one of the things I love about Waffle House is the people watching because it yes. kind of attracts like everyone. Yes. Like everybody goes to the Waffle House from all walks of life. And so, especially if you go late at night, like after, you know, maybe not quite after bar close, but even, you know, earlier in the evening, mm-hmm. you're just going to have like, you never know who's going to show up at the Waffle House. So apparently people with machetes also like to turn up at uh, my favorite waffle place. Yeah, they do. Oh my God. What happened? Well, he drove away. But the good news is, is that the perpetrator was arrested, Pierre Kendrick. He is uh, being charged with attempted first-degree murder. Oh, my God. What would you do if you were sitting at a Waffle House and somebody pulled out a machete? Bradley, I don't know. Would you I finish your waffle? <laughs> would you take it to go? I just feel <laughs> like I would run for the door. I would try to run in the opposite direction of the machete wielder. Yeah. I would be like, well, you know what? Looks, Look at the time. I got to go. I'm sorry. Throw down a 20 for the server because they did oh a good God, job. Terrifying. Because let me say, let me just tell you, the Waffle House employees. Oh, they work. They work. Especially they, like the line cook. Yeah. There's always somebody who's like working that. Working that know, skillet. That griddle. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, yikes. Okay. Just yikes. But she was okay. She's okay. Victim was okay. Victim right. was okay. Just, I hope Waffle House sent her like a nice gift card or something. I, I at the least. Oh 
God, that's terrifying. The only time in my life where I've ever been terrified in a restaurant, it happened at, do you remember there used to be, and this was not far from where you used to live, a Chinese buffet restaurant uh, in Uptown, right? I don't even know what it is. I think it's a dark tan now. Like a tanning salon? Yeah. Huh. Um, like a chain tanning salon. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure of this restaurant. And there that you used speak. to be this really good Chinese restaurant, and we were there having our, you know, minding our own beeswax, having our uh, buffet, getting all we can eat. And somebody, I think, I don't know if somebody didn't pay or tried to leave without paying, but they literally shut the door or like locked the door, and had they had called the police to have the police show up and um, you know take the people for not paying, but the but like the people rightly wanted to leave and the owners were not letting them leave. And it just got really tense and everybody inside was like, okay, well now we're all locked in and I'm not comfortable with that per se. Also, what do we do if things, you know, like what if it escalate, escalates? What right? if somebody had a machete in their yes, pants? Exactly. What are you going to do? Thankfully, nobody had an, uh, nobody had a, uh, machete, machete in, in their, their pants. pants. They were just no. happy to see you. And I did just continue to eat all I could. Mm-hmm. So Good for you. It worked out. Good for you. And now we're going to go somewhere else. Great. Where are we going now? We are going to Florida. Actually, we're staying in Florida. This time we're going to Cape Coral. And oh my God, this story is hilarious. No machetes, no blood. Yay! We're good. But two children are now facing battery charges after shooting other children. What? With silly string. Uh What? Okay, so I know you heard me. You're like, wait, you said this was a fun story. And then shooting... Two Cape Coral kids are facing battery charges after shooting other kids with silly string. And I'm like, uh, certainly I've missed something in the story because that sounds ludicrous, right? So they were just spraying the cans of silly string at other children which and they is, got charged with battery? Which, isn't that what you're supposed but, to do? But what are you, yeah, you're not supposed to eat it. It says on the can, which don't also, eat. also, I don't know about you because I'm a little older, but when, when silly string first came out, it was life-changing. It was amazing. My parents never let me have silly string. Oh, God. Silly string was amazing. Okay. Anyway, the two victims in this case uh, identified in this story are under 18 years old. But let me tell you the story. So officers with the Cape Coral Police Department were called to the ice cream club. I don't know what that is, but it sounds fun to me. Mm -hmm. The ice cream club on Veterans Parkway. This was Saturday around 8 p.m. The two victims, both under 18, told officers that two boys came up to them and shot them with silly string. Just the way that phrasing, it makes them, it sounds really violent. Being the victims or minors, officers called their parents who decided to press charges. Suzanne Johnson, I don't know who she is, but she said it's called silly string. It's silly. I think this is very excessive. She goes, I'd be mad for a second, but I wouldn't press charges. Oh, that was another person. I think these were literally bystanders. <laughs> um, apparently, it says Johnson is actually quite familiar with the pressure-propelled plastic. Quote, it used to be the end of the school year bus. They'd get off the bus and parents would spray the kids with silly string. It was a ritual for years. I don't know how this story happened other than what I just told you. To me, it does seem a little... I know we're all on, you know, we're all really careful these yeah, days. Sure. You don't want to just show up and start spraying things at people. Yes. It's a different time and place. Understood. Totally understand. But it's silly string. Yeah. Right? 
Yeah. I mean, I don't it's, know. Am I, am I completely missing something here? Um, unless they hurled the can at somebody's head and it like caused injury. Or like somebody was allergical or something. I don't know. Hey, yeah, it does. You know, Bradley, this does seem a little excessive. I don't know. I, I mean, look, well, we just had somebody but, pulling out machetes from their pants. That seems like a concern. Mm-hmm. The silly string? Nah, not so much. No. Not so much. All right. Well, um, I don't know. Let me know if I'm wrong. Uh, when we come back, <laughs> are we going to play a game today? We sure are. Oh, my God. It's my favorite game of the day. It's called The Throwback. Life. And we'll do it when we come back right here on My Talk 1071.